Here's what's coming up on this week's show. Luggage. There's another word. Oh, that's a, a great <laughs> word. It's exactly what it is, isn't it? Luggage. Luggage. You lug it around to your luggage. Lugging it. Anyway, what were we talking about? Sorry about that. The beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. If you're listening to us for the first time, hi, we're the podcast that helps you to grow as a small business by inviting guests on every week who know a thing or two about a whole range of different topics which will help your business to grow. Now, a couple of things you can do for us which will really help us. One, make sure you follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on so you don't miss out on future episodes. And two, leave us a review too because it helps to big us up in podcast land. Okay, so yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about today's episode um, because we are interviewing somebody who's had a huge amount of experience in radio. Yes, and we're talking specifically about how businesses can get featured on the radio because there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to do this and talking um, from a little bit of experience in case you haven't already heard me talk about this before my background is in commercial radio as a breakfast presenter so mm. I've kind of got first-hand experience of this but what was I thought was important with this topic is to get someone on who's had perhaps more experience than me and experience in different sectors of radio too yeah i mean i never realized there was if i'm honest so so much to um working in radio and be involved in radio but it's been it's so insightful and there's so much more to learn so i'm i'm so grateful that uh, we're going to be joined by somebody who's had well quite quite a few years experience in radio yeah so there's obviously clear advantages to getting your business exposed on local radio or regional radio but there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to do it so let's find out how you do it uh, by talking to tony Fisher, who's got about 30 plus years experience in commercial and BBC radio. He currently hosts a show on BBC local radio in Essex and has done BBC radio for quite a long while. Uh, So he's the perfect person to ask. This is the Big Little Business Show. Okay, so I would really like to start by asking the question as we're recording from the UK. um, What does the radio industry look like in the UK now? I think the first thing to say about radio across the UK at the moment is that we're in a a position of transition. And by that, I mean that radio stations are still broadcasting. We have the BBC, we have the commercial sector, but there's an awful lot more networking these days, which is where all the stations come together and they come under one banner. So you've got your your major players uh, within the industry and commercial radio. Mm -hmm. And within the BBC, you still have BBC local radio. You have the national stations too. But now we're in a slightly different position in the fact that people can listen to radio whenever they want. The old appointment to listen is becoming less and less important. It's now more about people getting good content and accessing it whenever they want. So, for instance, I do a late show Monday to Thursday. Now, people can access that whenever they want. They can hear it live. But if they want to listen to it at at three in the afternoon, they can do it then. Or if there's a guest on that particularly want to hear that they don't want to stay up till midnight, they can hear it again then. And that's the same for all stations now. So what we have is a a real broad church of radio, but there's a a certain homogenization of the whole thing. It's coming together on the commercial side. And I think with the BBC too, with uh, BBC Sounds, which is the, the new website and app, what that does is it brings all the BBC content together in one place. So you can get what you want when you want. I think that really is how radio is looking in the future. It's all about 
listening to what you want, when you want, rather than waiting for it to, to, to come up at the time. And of course, it's competing with other mediums as well now, Tony, isn't it? Like uh, you know, like podcasts, for instance, which is where we are right now. Uh, but obviously, streaming music has an impact too. So you're fighting against, whereas maybe 15, 20 years ago, you were fighting against other radio stations and maybe the TV. Now you're fighting against much more. And that's what's really interesting about the industry, because it's the same in TV too, isn't it? And in film, there are only so many eyes and so many ears, and there are only so many hours in a day. So it's never been more important now that what you're making is a good product because people have got a million other things they can go to. So if you're not playing the right music, people will find what they like elsewhere. So what radio can do now is to curate exactly the right thing for the audience they want. And I think we may come to that later when we're talking about getting business onto the radio is you have to know who you are broadcasting to. It's the most important thing out there. So if you're not playing the right music, then people will go elsewhere. If you're not doing the right kind of speech, people will go elsewhere. And the one thing that radio can do that podcasts can't is chat to people. It can connect with people on a daily basis, live and direct. And they can, you can be very much part of the essence of the day. Uh, a podcast cannot do that. You can be listening to a podcast you're really enjoying and you think, actually, this was made four years ago. Um, so that's what radio is. It's, it's instantaneous um, or as good as, I mean, of course, a lot of shows these days are recorded or, you know, they're, they're done a little in advance or whatever. But on the whole, it's of the moment. And that is something that I think people still want. The big question for the future now, though, is what about, the younger generation, where are they going? Because at the moment, um, research is beginning to indicate that young people do not listen to radio so much. And that's that could be a problem moving forward. So we've got you on the show today, Tony, because we want to talk about how businesses might get featured on radio stations, not just yours, not just BBC Local Radio, but any kind of radio station. As the audience knows, uh, and as you know, Tony, um, I had a career in commercial radio for uh, 15, 20 years or so, and I know you've been in the business for a long while, much, much longer than me, in fact. Um, but obviously, Claire... Um, while she's uh, involved in the podcast, mm. she has no radio experience at all. So nope. this is really interesting for you, Very. Claire, because you're learning things for the first time that perhaps Tony and I have a prior knowledge of. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, in it, wow, I've learned a lot <laughs> in the last 18 months or so. Uh, I'd like to know, you've talked about, Tony, about people having access to uh, many more you know, types of um, interviews and, and radio stations and more so maybe at their fingertips now so they're not actually having to schedule a certain time to listen in because they can access it online. Are there any types of radio stations maybe that we, we need to be aware of or any types of stations that maybe you think would benefit business owners to actually you know, invest some time in listening to? I think first and foremost, um, it's a good, good, good place to start is find out exactly what message it is that you want to put forward when approaching any radio station with anything. So let's take a look at the two. Let's, let's start with commercial radio. Um, commercial radio has changed a lot, particularly in the last 15 to 20 years. Um, when I was in commercial radio and when, when Paul was in commercial radio, um, there we had interviews on air. We interviewed local people about various topics. It was very much like BBC Local Radio is today. Um, but the, the interviews that we did... Sometimes they were sponsored, sometimes they were inserts outside broadcast, that kind of thing, with a commercial feel to them. And the reason for that was that they were being paid for. So in a word, a lot of the times they were glorified commercials. 
Now, that's very different to how you would approach something at the BBC, and I'll come to that in a second. But going back to commercial radio, that's changed. And this is the bad news. The bad news is there's no point in trying to go up to a commercial radio station, a music commercial radio station, and say, we've got this great idea for a feature, would you want to do it? Because there's not the airtime. If you listen, and it's, it's a good idea to listen to the stations, you will hear that it's pretty much competitions and non-stop music, uh, particularly during the day. Breakfast and drive slightly different. There's more personality there possibly too, and a little bit more interaction. But on the whole, it's very difficult to approach commercial stations. But having said all that, it's not all bad news, because if you have a great idea, or you hear something on air and you think, you know what, I reckon that my company could be part of that. And I'll give you a, an example. Say, and this is purely hypothetical, say, for instance, you are listening to a commercial radio station in the UK and you hear them doing something on air or they're promoting something. And you think, do you know what, my, my company do, do something like that. They're, they're, they could, they could uh, add something to this. Now, what you're doing there is you're adding something a little extra to that feature for the station. And they're more likely to get back to you and say, actually, that's a really good idea. Could you bring a bit of equipment down? Uh, maybe we could chat to you on breakfast, just a real quick uh, two-way. That way you're promoting your company. There's, there's a connection between the two, if that makes sense. It's a purely hypothetical thing. If somebody comes up with a solution to make the thing even better, with little or no um, effort on the part of the other end, they're going to say, of course, it adds a little bit more colour to the whole thing without me having to make a dozen phone calls to find other things. Absolutely. The only way to keep commercial radio going is, you know, advertising is very effective. We know that it does work. But if if you want to be just part of something and you want a promotion and you want to help them, then that's the way to get to to get on the radio. Yeah, this is what comes back to what we've talked about before, actually, Paul, doesn't it? With the collaboration, it's all about, you know, how can you help each other rather than being one way street? Because exactly. otherwise, if you go in with that approach, it's you're, you're wanting something and, and what benefit is there for the other person to do so. But if you go in in a joint effort and you're both you both want to achieve different things but there are ways that you can do it together i think it's a much more genuine and authentic way of doing things yeah mutual benefit i, I mean and it's i guess it's kind of similar in some respects tony with bbc local radio although obviously there's no, not the commercial um aspect um but you have to do it in a slightly different way don't you because obviously i mean the bbc there's you've got to be careful with promotion but the other thing is the structure within bbc local radio is different to commercial radio isn't it in that you might want to, want to maybe approach someone different to if you were promoting approaching a commercial station yeah i think there's there's two points here number one when you're approaching a bbc station the first thing to remember is and again it's similar to what we were saying about commercial radio what can you offer the producer uh, the broadcast assistant the presenter of that show um, with something that they might want to put in their show. So again, it's about listening to what they're doing. That's really important. So um, I, I've had so many emails over the years from people putting dear, and then they'll put my name in, Tony, and you can see where they've done it as well, which, you know, usually that gets deleted straight away because I think it's just not out to everybody. When, when you've heard somebody, you know their show, you know what time they're on, 
then you can say, right, okay, who their producer is. Uh, you find, you know, do, do your homework first before sending something out with a suggestion. I mean, back when I was doing breakfast on commercial radio, there was pretty much just me. I was producing and presenting the whole show yeah. uh, and in charge. So if you wanted to get on my show, you'd have to speak to me. But with BBC Local Radio, you've got a producer, uh, you've got a news team. You know, it's, it's a much bigger thing. So perhaps the first point of contact might not necessarily be the presenter. Absolutely. And the other thing is, I mean, when you are sending out that email, that initial email, is which is really important. Never ask things like, um, what time are you on? Or, I'm not sure what time you're on. I don't know much about your programme, but this might be a bit... I don't know who you've been doing. What's oh, your email? Yeah. yeah. You haven't done your homework. Not interested. Sorry. You know, I haven't got Sorry, time. Sorry, Tony who? Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> it, it, these, these are, are, are really, really rookie mistakes, and, and it won't get you anywhere. You will not get any further than sending the email. It's a waste of keyboard time. But here's the second part, and this is the most important thing, really. The BBC is not allowed to advertise. If you do get on air and you are then told by the producer or whatever, you know, when you come on air, please don't talk about how you'll get to buy one, get one free. Uh, this, this week we're doing a special offer on, get tickets away for this. If you go down that rule without permission, you probably won't be invited on again because you've broken the producer guideline rules and that means that the, the, the poor old producer on the show then has to take the flack for it uh, if there's a complaint made. So that's really important uh, that when you're dealing with the BBC, it's a very different animal to commercial. Commercial, it's about money. Uh, it has to be to survive. The BBC is about content. Now, what I would say here is, first of all, start by working out if there's somebody in your company who is going to be your spokesperson. It's really the amount of times, and I, I'm going to be a little bit bitchy about this because it, it really does drive me nuts. The amount of times I will get a so-called spokesperson from uh, a company coming on air who is uh, hasn't got anything to say, doesn't really hasn't gend up on the product properly, uh, doesn't seem that interested, has not has not got a very good voice, you know, all these things. You have got, if you get the chance to be on air, your company has to be represented by somebody who is really good at that kind of thing. But if you have some stodgy person who may know everything back to front, but is not a communicator, you've lost your opportunity because you won't be invited back on again because you're not interested. It's like the radio equivalent of dress to impress. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if somebody that's really good at PowerPoint is not necessarily going to be a fantastic juggler, you know, and, and that's, <laughs> so here's a way to start. First of all, Who's the best person in your company to use as communications? Who, who could really sell the thing well, you know, for whatever reason it might be? And then the second part is what it is that you want to sell about your company and how you can then ingratiate the output of either BBC or commercial radio stations with what you have. Ingratiate. Write, write that down. Ingratiate. Oh, word, that's word, a good word one. Word of the podcast. Ingratiate. Yeah, oh, that's a yeah. good one there. Yeah. It's still not it's as good belter. as pamphlet, which is still my favourite word, but ingratiate's <laughs> good. <laughs> it's one of those words, pamphlet, which it does what it says. You know, some certain words do what they say, don't they? So like pamphlet, it's kind of flimsy word, isn't it? It's not not very not very neat. Pamphlet. What is it? Pamphlet. Is that is that onomatopoeic? Is that is that the name the, the name of those kind of is words? It, yeah, oh my gosh, yes. this is an off on a tangent on another level. I've got I've got another word for you as well. Another word 
luggage. There's another word. Oh, that's a, a great word. It's exactly what it is, isn't it? Lugge, <laughs> lug, oh, luggage. You lug it oh, around luggage. to your luggage. Lugging it, luggage. <laughs> spoon. It's perfect because it's sort of long. Spoon. And it kind of goes. <laughs> and, then, and then obviously you've got fork, which is like fork. fork. Yeah, it's quite a great one, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, what were we talking about? Sorry about that. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, um, sometimes it may be that uh, we we can't approach um, the person that we intend to you know connect with uh, for whatever reason it hasn't happened. Is there any other approaches maybe that people could use um, when connecting with people who are actually you know taking part in the radio station? Maybe people like the news team. Um, would you suggest maybe making friends with the news team and maybe going in from that direction? Yeah, I mean. The, the the harsh reality now is that news teams are a lot smaller than they used to be. There was a time, um, certainly when, when I started in radio in the, in the, the mid-80s, that you go into the newsroom and it would be absolutely rammed with people running up and down, everybody going out in radio cars. <clears throat> like all business, you know, contacts are essential um, in media. And if you can make friends... Um, with with people in the media, it, it's a great thing to do because, of course, you're more likely to turn to somebody you know if there's a story. And all you know, all journalists have contacts, and we live on those contacts because if I'm doing a story about something, I will know instantly who to who to ring about that particular story. Because I understand that the BBC share resources, don't they? Because well, I've been on your show for many years uh, with a specialty and I've been contacted by other BBC local radio stations, even BBC TV to do stuff on the same subject. So I'm guessing you share resources in some way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the, the other thing is that obviously if you contribute to a BBC show, all your uh, all your details are completely confidential. You know, they're not shared in that way. But what people tend to do is they'll sort of say, do you think I heard a so-and-so on your show the other day? Do you, do you have a contact for them? And we do it in that way. Mm. We'll pass those around if people are happy to be contacted. I'm sure very often it's going to be a first for people speaking on the radio. Uh, maybe they haven't had an experience of that before. In in your expertise, in, in your experience, are there any specific do's and don'ts of how you should behave and maybe communicate when you're speaking on a radio show? Oh, that's a really good question, Claire, um, because people act in different ways, don't they, when they go into a radio studio? And um, I still get nervous before every single show I do. So there's nothing wrong with being nervous about going on air because when you go on air, obviously, you know, you are broadcasting to quite a lot of people. Um, and if you do something wrong, you know, it's going to get pulled up possibly and all the rest. All these things are going through your mind. So what I'd say first and foremost is, number one, you may be broadcasting to 10 people. You may be broadcasting to 10 million people. It's exactly the same because you're only broadcasting to one person at a time. So think of it that way. First and foremost, before you go on air, remember the only person you are speaking to is probably the person who's interviewing you and one other. So think of that one other if you like. So that could be, that could be, it could be your mum, it could be a great aunt, it could be the, somebody you work with, whatever. That's it. You're just talking to that one person. So it's not, you'll hear a lot of people say, well, all you listening out there today, well, that, that's not right. Because that's not how people listen to the radio. Everybody listens to the radio as one person. You know, we, we've gone to the days that we all huddle around the radio. You know, it's people listening in their car, people. And the, and the more you do the one-to-one thing, 
the, the easier it becomes. It becomes more familiar. It becomes more intimate. So that's really important to remember. It's just one person. It so shows that you and I are cut from yeah. the same cloth because I say exactly the same thing when it comes to video. Yeah. You know, it's a one-to-one <laughs> conversation because people mm. don't watch video with all their mates around in the living room. They do it on their own, usually while they're sitting on the loo, probably. Sitting on the loo, really? Yeah, people do that. There's, there's a, actually, there's a joke. I'm not going to do that. Oh, my I'm goodness. trying to do a joke and I'm, I'm, I just realised I can't do that. So no, no, no. no, go on, do it, Tony, no. do it. Oh, you got, got to, to say it now. Somebody said to me the other day that they did... Um, they did, a, they did a podcast the other week and there's a, there's a guest and they were sat on the loo for a bit of it because they had a bit of a dicky tummy. <laughs> and it, and it, it but here's oh, the rub. He said to me, but I had a bit of difficulty logging on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say. We've co- yeah, so we've covered commercial radio and we've covered um, BBC radio and we know that they work in a, a very, so, some similar ways, but some different ways as well. But over the last five, ten years or so, there's another element to radio, and that's community radio. Now, these are smaller licenses that have been awarded, often to a bunch of volunteers. What's your thoughts on that? I would say absolutely approach community radio. Um, Any any radio that, uh, you know, if it's being broadcast, somebody is listening to it, the beauty of community radio, and this goes back to the one person or 10 million people argument, is that it reaches into the community and it's there when they're needed. It's give and take, isn't it? Because if you help a community station with, with their, with their uh, charity drive, for instance, the likelihood is that that community station will end up in the newspaper. That community station, will, that your company and that community station will then be publicised in the newspaper. And then, ironically, probably the BBC local station will see it in the paper and think, oh, why didn't we get them on? Yeah, always approach community stations and also, you know, be prepared to help them too. You know, it might not be of any financial gain to you, but I think as a business, particularly, you want to be thought of um, fondly um, within your community, you know. And if you are seen as being a company that helps others, then I think that really, that, that, that kind of publicity is the kind of publicity you want. You want to be thought of as caring, as somebody that likes to get involved, somebody that, you know, go that extra mile at your own cost because the positive publicity of that, you cannot buy that. That is, that's there. It's genuine. Wise words. I like that. Mm. Okay. So if you were to summarise in your top three tips, Tony, for somebody uh, who is looking to feature on the radio, not not too sure, you know, where to start, what would be your top three tips that you would like to share with us today? Okay. First of all, number one, listen. So Think of which stations you, you imagine may be uh, beneficial to you. Listen to what they're doing. Um, make, you know, make a point of it over a week or something. Listen to different times of the day. And, and then work out from there how your company could get involved with that station. I'm talking both commercial and BBC. Second, do your research after that. Find out who's on the shows that you are interested in and what it is that you are selling them. What is it that you want to give them and as I said earlier on, is beneficial to them. And then that way you'll get it coming back again. And third is what we were saying at the end there, which is pitch to them with brevity, sincerity, and also make sure that you, are t- you know, it's the right person you're getting in touch with. Um, and the one thing I will add to the end of, of number three, too, is try not to pester. Um, there is a, a tendency to sort of say, I've sent you, just chasing up on an email I sent you a couple of weeks ago. Now, 
if that email had made an impact, there's a very good chance that um, they would have got back in touch with you within three weeks. Wow, that was a whole bunch of really interesting uh, insights and something that I can tell you're really passionate about. And I know you get inundated with lots of requests for people to come and you know, talk on the shows that you've done because you know, I've been there. I, I know what it's like. And yes, you're right. It can get a little bit annoying when people pester you. So yeah, some really great advice there, Tony. So thank you so much. Now we'd like to finish off with a set of irrelevant questions. Looking forward to this. Mm, me too. Uh, <laughs> totally unrelated to anything we talk about on the podcast, uh, inspired by a US show called Inside the Actors Studio. Um, so, okay, Claire, go on, go with the first one. I think that was a nervous laugh from you there, Tony. <laughs> okay, so Tony, what is your favourite smell? I've got, I've got the prop here in the back of the room. Um, hang on, so I've just got to move the potted plant out of the way. Hang on a second. There we go. Now, what I'm going to get here for you is my record player. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I've got it here. It's um, I got rid of my original record player many, many years ago, but vinyl's back, kids. Mm-hmm. Vinyl's back. So what I do is I flick open the lid here, open it up. You hear that oh, creak? that creak. That's satisfying, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? And that, and that is the smell of the inside of a Bush record player. That's so cool. Absolutely gorgeous. And I was trying to work out the other... There it is. There we are. That's so what, good. What are you doing? I was slayer opening your trousers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and the, the record player just takes me back to the first time I remember seeing a record player, which was in my grandparents' house. They had one of those little Dan sets in the corner of the room. Yeah. Lifting the lid, and they had all these old records, you know, the George Formbys and. Uh, and, and all the singles that weren't in their sleeves properly, which you know, even as a child freaked me out. But um, I used to just lift that lid up and put the record on and smell uh, the electronic, the old, um, dusty electronic smell. And new record players, for some reason, still have a bit of that in them. Yeah. Not, not as much. Yeah, but- I get exactly what you mean there, right? Because my I've got a gramophone. And my oh, grandma's gramophone, mate. and I'm actually looking at restoring it, and... I haven't touched it for 22 years and I wanted to show the children yeah. and the needles were still in exactly the same place as when I left them. And when I actually Brilliant. started playing it and lifted the lid up, like you, what you've just said, it took me right back to my grandma's land. Totally buy into that. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same kind of similar kind of smell when you go into a secondhand record shop, Tony, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, secondhand record shops are quite funny as well because there's a slight B.O., going on smell of t-shirt really yes exactly because we, well people i mean let's be perfectly honest we've all been guilty that when we we're younger you know with our favorite t-shirts and if we've been out partying or whatever you'd wear the same t-shirt three days running um and, and it was that mm, sort of smell, yeah isn't it? yeah exactly yeah nothing like the smell of a moist t-shirt so anyway, that's disgusting. So okay, go go on, Claire. Last uh, one. If you could go back in time, Tony, what would you say to your ten-year-old self? Look after your teeth. Look after your teeth. Look after your teeth. Now, what is it about when you're a kid? You just don't want to brush your teeth. I don't know what it is. It's not like it's difficult. It's not even that unpleasant. Yeah. I mean, you're asking to yeah. put a mint in your mouth for a couple of minutes, and, it, and you don't realise when you're young how you kind of miss them when they start to go. You know. And how painful it is, you know, when you could have just gone to the dentist and, and <laughs> just so had a, true. Oh, you know, and I think... How expensive it is. You know, I am losing my teeth very quickly now. I, you know, I'm, I'm 54. I shouldn't be losing them yet, but they are going, you know, and I, and I have this fear of the dentist anyway. And all the time I think, if only, if only when I was 10, I'd have just brushed them every day and kept that habit going. 
you know, and just gone to the dentist from a regular checkup. I'd have signed a perfect set of gnashes now. <laughs> Tony, that was absolutely fantastic. So much great, uh, great advice um, and proves that actually you can still uh, get some traction and get on the radio and promote your business, but you've just got to know how to do it. There is a right way and very much there is a wrong way. So thank you very much for coming on, Tony. And just before we finish, where can people hear you? Well, you can hear me Monday to Thursday on BBC Essex, 10 till 1. But if you're not of that time of night, don't forget, you can always, as we were saying earlier on, you can listen again anytime on BBC Sounds. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. Well, Tony shared so much knowledge with us about how we can approach radio companies and radio organisations and when we are looking to actually feature um, on a particular station. And there's, there's a lot to it, but also there's a lot of similarities between our previous episodes when we've spoken about um, how to make a great first impression and how to actually look at the situation as to how you can both support one another rather than just popping the question, can I be on your radio station? So it goes back to building those really strong foundations for long-lasting relationships with respect um, and collaboration from the offset. Yeah, it's important to know how to approach it the right way so your email stands out. Um, so like he said, you don't pester too much. And So if you want to get in touch with a local radio station and get yourself on radio, there's definitely a right and a wrong way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, you know, for me as well, personally, it really showed me the, the value of going on to radio and how you can network really effectively and, and get to know your own community, um, which will help then in turn spread the word about what it is that you do. Yeah, and I've been doing that with Tony and I approached it in exactly the same way, obviously with a little bit of inside knowledge. But when my book came out six years ago, I approached um, loads of different radio stations and TV stations and stuff uh, to you know to get a little bit of a plug on. And Tony's was one of those. And it's just a, ca- a case of how you approach it in a certain way uh, in order to make a connection. And here we are, six years later, good friends, and I'm on his radio station every week. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so good. Um, also, as well, that we can listen to it anytime now, radio, as well. That's been the big shift, hasn't it? Whereas I, I remember actually as a child, at a certain time, I can't remember what it was. It might even be the Archers. My mum was listening to the Archers, I can't remember. But at a certain time, something was on. But now, of course, we've, we have so much more coverage and exposure because people can download their favourite stations and listen and select maybe the episodes that would be of interest to them too. Yeah, and he picked up on something that I hadn't really thought about before, uh, which kind of compares radio to podcasts because obviously when I was yeah. on the radio, podcasts weren't a thing. Um, but now you can obviously consume podcasts at any time. So even though we're recording this in November 2021, you yep. might be listening to it in November True. 2022. So you can't make it as topical anymore. But whereas with radio, it's much more immediate, much more ephemeral. So even if you're listening to it again, you're almost expecting it to be ephemeral content and something that is very much of the moment. So it allows you to... Uh, put different content on the radio that perhaps you couldn't do in a podcast that is very true so that's it we're done if you want to carry on the conversation and find out more about appearing on the radio then you can come and find us on social media just search for Big Little Business Show uh, on Instagram Facebook and LinkedIn or we're on the web at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk not quite sure what we're talking about next week yet but if you find us on social media you might get a little bit of a heads up so that's it we're done say goodbye Claire <laughs> bye bye the beat. 
You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. Show.